0: Welcome to Finding My Religion, where my mission is to find out what people believe and why. My name is Miles Phelps. Before we jump in with our next guest, I have a quick question for you guys. Do you know somebody that would be a good guest for this show? Hell, would you be a good guest for this show? Nothing special is required, just the commitment to have an honest conversation into what you believe and why. I'm looking for people from all over, different perspectives, different faiths, different beliefs, whatever. Hit me up at FindingMyReligionPod.com in the contact section, or send me a note to info at FindingMyReligionPod.com. All right, and we are back. Um, I have another very special guest with me today. It's someone that uh, I don't know at all. We're actually going to find out uh, a lot about each other over the next hour, um eric carlton had reached out to me and just kind of had said hey man i, I want to talk to you about you know my experience and my journey and so we've we've come back and forth i think for like a month and a half just because my schedule has been stupid uh but i really appreciate you sticking with me man and, and coming on how are you eric
1: i'm good yeah i'm glad to be here that i enjoy your podcast and i said well you asked for somebody to, to talk to so you know might as well reach out
0: here you are here you are um, yeah, so like, I I think we were talking before, you know, I, I, I know nothing about you. So this is truly unique experience for me. And I'm, I'm really, really excited because it's kind of like walking up to somebody on the street and being like, Hey, tell me about what you think about religion, uh, which is not something that really happens. So, uh, why don't you just give me the, the lay of the land, tell me a little bit about yourself, how you found the podcast and then we'll dig into it.
1: Okay. So I'm, uh, I live in, uh, Clinton, Connecticut. Um, which is on the shoreline in Connecticut. Um, it's actually hot here today, like in the 80s. It's never like that uh, for the temperature this time of year. So I'm in the T-shirt today. Um, but no, I am. You know, I uh, I have a doctorate degree in uh, public administration. I have a master's degree in business and a bachelor's degree in um, science, physical education, and Bible. So, um, you know, mm-hmm. today I, uh, have a construction business. I consult and I teach at the, uh, at a local university construction management. Um, how I found awesome. your podcast is, uh, you know, I go to the gym, work out uh, and, uh, listen to podcasts and, you know, your show came up and I put it on and, and I enjoy it. And, um, you know, years ago I thought about, you know, maybe not a podcast, but back in the book days about. You know, maybe finding different types of, you know, finding different types of uh, religious leaders or, or pastors or something. Because you know, I'm, I'm still on my journey, obviously. But back then, I was so confused. I was just trying to find answers, and I, you know, I saw your podcast. I said, "Wow, this is this is really cool. Somebody's doing this, and, and it's great."
0: Yeah. Well, first of all, it just means so much that people are actually listening to it. So, first of all, thank you. Uh, for going out and listening to it and then emailing me. Uh, I'm glad we're talking right now. Um, well, let's let's get into the the most obvious question here, Eric, is, I mean, what is your faith and what is your spirituality at this point in time?
1: Well, I'd say it's more spirituality at this time. I, uh, if I, what I'm what I'm going to explain to you, you're going to say this guy is like super Christian, but I really don't subscribe to. Um, a lot, you know, especially the uh, you know the infallibility or inerrancy of the Bible and things like that. But at this point in time, you know, I you know years ago I went through, I actually um, you know did a lot of research, a lot of study, trying to figure out. I came up to the point mathematically. I, I don't remember the formula now, but you know, like math and science, I came up to the point mathematically that we cannot exist without being created. And then I formed that. I said, well, you know, I've got a spot to, spot to start here. So, you know, are we created and left alone? Were we created by something? You know, when, and I actually believe that so strongly that I believe more than we're sitting here and talking that we are created, than more more than that fact. So, I, you know, maybe this is a replay. Maybe this is something in life. But I believe that this has to be a creation. Um, beyond that, the beliefs, you know, go down to a smaller level where, you know, I could be convinced of something different um but i believe you know was placed you know i i actually believe you know there's a god a personal god um that you know that that cares about what we do and cares about our you know our um you know our lives you know i could be convinced differently of that in the future possibly but you know i do believe that at this point you know i believe you know everything with uh you know i believe jesus and i you know i believe he was you know the son of god and sent to earth but I don't subscribe to any of the, uh, most of the religions I find, I find fault and, and hypocrisy and uh, errors and, and their, um, you know, and what everything there was, you know, with, their, with everything about them, um, how they were formed and what, you know, where they came from. Um, you know, for, I was so lost at a point that I actually went out and mapped the planets and the moons to make sure that the earth was round and and you know the the planets and earth were doing what they what people said they were because you know a lot of science i right. don't subscribe to either because i was you know this, a lot of this is foolish um some of the things they come mm-hmm. up with you know they you know we we call it science but really a lot of it is just theory and it's you know they science and theory shouldn't be put on the same levels they should be really really different mm. levels so i mapped that out said you know what you know did I do it as good as an you know as an astronomer would? No, but I did it enough to my satisfaction that, you know, that that's true what's going on. So, you know, a lot of things, you know, I'm skeptical about and I tried to research and figure it out. So, um, yeah, so, you know, from basically what I say, you would say that, you know, this guy's, you know, fairly Christian, but you know, there's other things that I believe, you know, I believe a lot of the Buddhists, you know, you know, a lot of Buddhist points, you know, I'm, I have a, a Reiki master, which really isn't religion, but you know, I've, I've jumped into that. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm believing now. And, you know, I'm still searching, still looking, still open to to possibilities, but, um, you know, that's, that's what I believe at at this point in my life. That's awesome. So, yeah.
0: No, that's, I, I have so many questions. So this this is perfect. Um, so, first question is, I mean, did you grow up? I mean, talk about growing up if you're comfortable it, you know did you have religion in your life or was it something that you found later on?
1: Yeah, so let's go on so up till I was about twelve or thirteen, went to a Methodist church. It was a nice church, and it was a you know a good place to gather and it was it was good people um but then my mom started listening to the radio and she found um a pretty fundamental independent church uh probably forty five minutes away from the radio, so we started going there. And that was pretty, you know, well, you're from uh, Illinois. So, you know, some of these uh, backwoods Bible churches, what they're like. So that's what this was. Yeah, Yeah, it was, uh, you know, you know, really into it. Then we, my mom found a a church closer um, in Indiana to where we lived. And we started one of that church. I was all in, I bought all in, you know, the people that were there were great to me. They were, you know, great experiences, you know, good people, you know, I wouldn't really change anything at this point except, you know, I, I don't think everything I was taught was correct, but the people were good, had good friends, kept me out of trouble. Um, so uh, the church was, you know, boys wear pants, girls wear skirts, um, King James Version only. Some people subscribed to 1611 King James Version. I mean, it was, um, you know, really, really tough like that. So, ended up going to Purdue for engineering after and I was lost there because I was confused with religion. I was looking for a church up there that that preached the, uh, you know, the same things that my church preached and and looking for the King James version, couldn't really find it. I was just so bought into it. Um you know, so I was lost up there. You know, I I had a friend of mine tell me, you know, you don't have to buy in this hard. This isn't really what it's about. Um So, you know, I was confused, confused with school. I went to engineering, decided I hated engineering. So I was going to go, going to go into the Marines after that, Um, went in to, uh, you know, went in to swear in, did my pull-ups, did all the physical stuff. And for for some reason, um, the, you know, a guy with a bunch of brass, I don't even know how to to talk about a guy with a bunch of brass comes up to me and says, "Um, you have to see a psychologist or neurologist before we let you in. So I thought I was for sure going in. I was gonna go into recon. I was gonna go I was going to infantry to recon school and I was gonna be it's a good thing because of the Gulf Wars right after that, I would have been into some bad stuff over there, but um from yeah, so from there a friend of mine, um he was down at a school called Tennessee Temple. It's uh merged with somebody else now, it's a Fundamental Baptist Church or Fundamental Baptist uh university. So I went down there because if I went down there with one more friend, he got down there, he got a free year. So, I, you know, I'll go down there for a year. So I ended up going down there for a few years. It was a good time. Um, you know, we had friends there. You know, the most trouble, we you know, we wouldn't really get into much trouble like college people would get into because, you know, if you, you know, you know, it was that type of school. You know, if you, um right. you know, you nobody, nobody ever had a beer or, or did anything like that. But, you know, we'd set there, you know, sometimes I'd rig the alarms so the alarms wouldn't you had curfew, you'd curfew would be back at 10. Sometimes I'd rig the alarms and we'd sneak out and sneak back in. <laughs> so, you know, but, um, but it was a good time. Met some good friends there. Um, then I met my first wife there and, you know, so we ended up getting married before I graduated, um, because it was the right thing to do, you know, no sex before marriage, you know, none of this, none of that. And You know, so I subscribed to that and, and believe that. And so we got, I was married at 20 years old and in college, she was 21, just so you could have sex, you know, you know, legally it's, you know, it's, you know, it's silly now, but it was real back then. Um,
0: Yeah. Legally in in quotation marks, right?
1: Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, so it was, you know, a very foolish thing to do, but you know, that's, that's what happened. Um, So, Mm -hmm. you know, so I dropped out of school to, to support to support her and, uh, and the house and did all that, that lasted about 10 years. And then we, uh, finally divorced. We weren't, weren't compatible at all. And it was a, you know, mm-hmm. foolish thing we both did. Um, then, um, you know, at that time I was you know super confused. So then, uh, you know, I found, found my wife now we've been together about 20 years now. Um, so, you know, it's, and we've had, a, you know, she's helped me along with my journey quite a bit. Uh, to try new things, to look at new things, to open my mind up. And, and, you know, the whole world isn't evil. Like I thought it was, you know, there's a lot of things out there that are, you know, that are different. So that's kind of where, how I came up through to this point.
0: Uh, well, first of all, congratulations on 20 years of marriage. That's awesome. My my wife and I are going on, I think we're in our third year. We've been together for like 12 or 13 years now. Um, so it's something to aspire to, man. Uh, congratulations yeah. on that. Well, thank you. Um, I want to go back to something that you said kind of at the beginning here um, mm-hmm. where you talked about being more spiritual um, and you mentioned that we can't exist without somebody that has created us. And I think you mentioned that you had a formula that you used. Can you talk to me about like how you came up with, you know, with that solid fact?
1: Yeah. So years ago when I was trying to figure all this out, you know, I you know, I, I went through and this with the internet, you can still search and find information, you know, like in the, You know, in the early 2000s, before Google sold everything, so I was searching, looking. You know, I looked at the cells, how they were made. I looked, you know, all the way down to the, you know, to the um, hydrophobic and hydrophilic tails of the, you know, the membranes and how that formed. And I put together, said, what would the chance of this being, you know, how could how could these molecules come together? So I figured out, in my mind, what the what the chances would be. And then the next step, well, how would this how would the cell be able to create energy, how would this happen? How would that happen? And so I went through the whole, you know, the whole cellular process on a bunch of different types of cells, uh, bacteria, smaller, more simple cells, the simplest cells I could find. And even at the cellular level, it was just, you know, if, you know, we never, we can't replicate that in the lab anyway, but even if, you know, I put a chance on it, I multiplied that by the next chance, multiplied that by the next chance all of a sudden you're in, you know, you're in E to the, you know, 200th or 300th powers of chances of that happening at that small level. So coming from zero into a cell that can replicate was was mathematically impossible. And how I did it and what I should have saved it all, I should have went through everything and and looked at everything. But, you know, even now we can't replicate any part of that in a lab. So, you know, you know, I don't care what the temperatures are, what the, what the environments are. And so it was, you know, I was like, well, something had to create us. And, you know, even if we're, you know, I could, I could, you know, I could subscribe to the fact that maybe we're not even physical. This could be a virtual reality. You know, I could, you know, I could look at that, you know, I could look at this as a replay. I could look at this as, you know, we're a third dimensional and I kind of believe this a lot. We're a third dimensional world, you know, with a, with a, with a fourth dimension, we can't see. Um, you yeah. So that's kind of how I see us. Maybe we're the third dimension doodle bob, and there's a fourth dimension of everything that we can't we can't interpret, yeah. we can't see, we can't realize, but mathematically it's there, but physically we can't see it.
0: So you mentioned at the beginning, uh belief versus facts, and you're obviously a guy that has a very scientific and mathematical brain. So how do those things play in your head? There's one like Do you have one above another? Do you feel like they overlap?
1: I feel like they overlap. Um, I think there's faith in science. There's faith in religion, both. Um, There's a telescope that they recently put in outer space. um, Looking 13 point some billion light years away at galaxies, our astrophysicists, the smartest people, um, some of the smartest people on earth believe that they're going to see young universes, but they didn't see that. So that kind of everything that they were, you know, expecting wasn't there. So um, you know, the beliefs have to be, you know, the scientists are gonna to have to say, oh, we gotta rethink all this because it's not the way we thought it was gonna be. Um so there's room in science to um, you know, there's room in science to be able to be wrong and and to change and and to move um to a right direction. I think the same thing with religion. There's room in religion to be able to change and to morph and to get into something different. You know, so if we believe exactly what somebody believed, you know, 1700 years ago, and they put together a Bible by voting on it and, and, you know, a popular vote. And is that still the right document? No, it's not. Um, you know, we're, we're people, you know, so that just how religion can move, just like science can move, both sides have to be realized at the point we're at now, neither side has the right answer yet. We're still working towards it. So they both got to work together um, to get the right answers. Um, but what I do believe mm-hmm. is, I don't yeah. believe math is wrong. So when it comes to math, you know, I think math is the, you know, I think math is the most most truth that we can have because, um, you know, you know, unless you're in theoretical math, you know, actual math is is what it is. And so if you can base something on math or prove something on math, to me that that's better than than a religious belief or a scientific belief.
0: Do you feel like? You could, so you, we've talked about the, you know, using math to help you prove, you know, to yourself that, you know, we, we are created and that was helpful for you to to explain that question. Do you feel like math could help in other ways to talk about religion? Because um, like you're right, all we have right now is really faith in the Bible, right? Like those are the two things. It could Are there any other opportunities for like math and science to help us figure out what the hell is going
1: on? Um, I'm sure there are I just don't know what they are at this point science I'm not sure
0: right <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a, a loaded question right
1: <laughs> but science I'm not really sure about you know I don't, I don't have a lot with science you know if we're if we're talking about you know Newton's laws based on the earth at this point you know based on our circumstances not going you know light speed or or not being at you know zero degrees uh, absolute zero or different, extremes like that, you know, those laws work for us um, for science, but there, there can be certain extremes where they, where those laws break down for science. So can it be, can science be totally trusted with everything? No, but then, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of ways, yeah, we use science and and it's great and it helps us out with everything, but there are certain extremes where it doesn't. Um, So, you know, I think for, you know, for a lot of religion, uh, you know, there's, you know, you know, archaeology, you know, we, we throw archaeology into, into science. You know, when you do excavations and you find out information and you have good science, you know, not theoretical science, but good science that can pull up um, information and say, well, we know this must be true because of the X, Y, and Z. Yeah, I think that can help. I think that can help establish what the Earth was, you know, years ago um, and help establish what, you know, what the history of Earth is. You know, I think both sides got it wrong. Uh really, I don't think the earth is you know I think the the timeline that they've put together for um the animal creation is is too long, and I think the time that the creation is put together is too short and I don't know if anybody knows the answer in between or if it's you know what those answers are but I think both answers i think both sides have a lot of work to do to get to a respectable answer um for how everything how everything was formed I don't think we have much of an idea we have a couple of little Hints, but that's about it. We don't have a lot of proof of how everything was created, or how everything was, uh, you know, made.
0: Would you think it? Would you say that it might be fair to think that religion? There's been more room in science to have minds change or to change with times than it is for religion, which I don't know. It feels like to me, it's a little bit more set in their ways where like science can change over time. And it feels like scientists are more open to that being changeable, but religion and people that are high up in religion that know a lot about the texts and the books and everything, pick a religion, not just Christianity, but it feels like those people are less open to having things change with the times.
1: Yeah. So two things about that. One thing if you have a major religion like the like the Roman Catholic Church, one of the most powerful organizations on the face of the earth, you can't go. Oh, we were wrong about this the entire time because it's going to it's going to hurt your organization. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're not one hundred percent sure, I mean, if there's a if there's absolute one hundred percent proof, I believe that they would move in that direction. I think they'd have to move in a certain way, but there's a lot of people's faith and life and everything else that that's been committed to this over the years so you know even if you found out some truth and you wanted to as the as the you know as the leaders of that organization how do you disseminate that truth without destroying everything so that's one issue another issue is if you were let's say a buddhist monk and you've put your entire life into being a buddhist monk what happens if you find out it's all bullshit your entire life was worth worthless and in that certain way. It wasn't, but you know, that's that what comes that what comes to your mind. So so there's there are, you know, self preservations for religious leaders, for people who practice, and for organizations, um, that's natural, that I think happens and that uh, resists change, resists uh, you know, resists growth because, you know, it's gonna hurt the positions that everybody's in. And I think that's a natural human attribute. So
0: some people might say that that's like, especially for like a, a Catholic perspective, it might be a, a source of power to to like consolidate what it right. Is that kind of yeah, along with what you are saying? Yeah, yeah. So yeah.
1: With, the, with the Catholics, you'd yeah source it more with power because it's a big powerful organization, okay.
0: right? Right. Um, you mentioned that you know you believe in, in a God and a personal God that. Cares about you specifically. This is something that I struggle with a lot and thinking about like, if there is a God, why the hell would He care about me? I mean, how did you get to that conclusion that yes, I have a personal and close relationship with a God?
1: Well, a couple of things. Um, you know, one may sound silly. I have a daughter that's away, and all we really do is we talk on the phone a little bit, most of the time we text. So we text back and forth. We need something, I get her something, she wants to talk about something, we text back and forth. And I'm thinking in my head, that's really not too far away from a prayer and from a meditation. And a prayer would be throwing it out and a meditation would be receiving it. So if you're able to get yourself on those levels, you know, so well, it would make sense to me. you know, we don't understand how cell phones work or how texting works. She's in Arizona that far away, and I can instantaneously communicate with her by text. So that could also happen. With you know powers that I don't understand. You um, know, another thing that that brought me to that conclusion is that whenever I'm in trouble, or ever I need something, or something's not going right, what do I do? I ask for help. Who do I ask for help from? From God. Why? Was it ingrained in me when I was younger, and I'm just reverting to it. Maybe. Um, or is there something more to it where there's a there's an internal, you know, there's an a, there's an internal signal telling me to do that. You know, what happens with other people, you know, and you know, indigenous people and religions all around the world, that what what do they do? You know, they will they will pray they will pray, they'll meditate. Two things that, you know, once once sending, one's receiving. Um and with Reiki, it's it's similar to that. It's you get yourself into position, you get yourself into a meditative state for a period of time where you're able to to receive um, energies is why we'll call it energies and, and not necessarily verbal messages, but energies about, you know, about what's, um, you know, energy about what's going on with somebody else's body what's going on or someone's going on with your own body or things like that. And, you know, I found that to be, you know, I found that to be, you know, more accurate than not. Is it, you know, is it absolutely true or is there something else going on? Are there other types of energies? Are there things we don't understand? Absolutely. You know, is Reiki the absolute right way to do things? Probably not. But it's just like a little channel that I found that kind of helps out. So that's kind of why I believe that there's, you know, a God or, you know, I would be open to gods, but there's something that we're inclined to communicate with, we're inclined to receive, and we're inclined to give information to, just like a text on a phone. So that's why I believe that. Could could somebody change my mind? Absolutely, they could. Um, but at this point where I'm at, that's, that's the best information I have. So I'm going with it.
0: I like it. I really do. Um, and I respect it a lot too. Um, what, what is Reiki? That's is something that I'm, I'm learning for the first time. I know you said it a couple of times, but talk about what that practice is.
1: So you energy healing. Do you, um, have you ever experienced any type of energy healing or an energy work or, or chakras or, so basically let me put no, it. No, I, I don't
0: yeah. think so.
1: Okay, so the laying of hands in the Bible, you understand that concept, I guess, where they say in the Bible, if you're sick, lay hands, anoint oil. oil. So what? So what Reiki is? Yeah. So what Reiki is in the most basic form is, it's like if you put somebody on on a table or or a bed or massage table, and you run your hands over them, you know, you, you put their hands close to the body or sometimes on the body, and you let the energy flow from your body into their body and, and help with, it's more, you know, for me, it's more, you know, you're not, you're not necessarily, some people claim that you're not necessarily curing cancer, things like that, but you can help relieve a a bit of pain. You can help somebody feel better. You can help their emotional state probably because of human touch and human touch on each other, but it's just the energies from going from one person to the other. Um, There's a study at Duke university where a guy with Reiki they um, mapped his photons. And when he was doing radi- Reiki, you know, we all emit photons um, very lightly. But his photons, you know, while doing Reiki through his hands, went up like five 500%. So all, a lot more photons were emitted while he was practicing Reiki. So the light was coming out of the hands. And that's where the word enlightened comes from because, you know, people who are enlightened, they're emitting a lot of light from their body. And so they're enlightened, the body you know, it, it, you know, the body emits light through photons. So when somebody glows with energy, you know, in theory, they could be, they could be letting out a lot more photons through their body. And so those photons along with, you know, energy that that's, you know, helps, you know, that's part of the Reiki Personally, I think most of the Reiki experience is, is, is the human touch from one person to the other. And the fact that they understand that one person to the other is, you know, You know, is caring for them when they want them to heal and feel better. So, but there are other, yeah. But there are there. That study was at Duke University, so it's um, you know, there's there's pretty cool things out there that we really don't understand. Um, and I'm still kind of reserved with it, even though I I practice some. You know, it's still like that. That that sounds kind of crazy, but you know, there is a little science behind it, and maybe that you know, maybe it's more than what I'm thinking it is. So, but that's what the Reiki is. Yeah, I
0: mean, I that's great man i i am interested I mean and you, it's funny that you say it sounds crazy just because of the background and i I feel like you know anytime you come up in a in a Christian household and sounds like you you know went to church every Sunday just like I did as a kid it's mm-hmm. like stuff becomes ingrained and things that are quote unquote weird end up becoming less weird when you get older you just start to learn about the the world and everything so I think that's cool man um what's like the the feeling that you get personally from it I mean is it like a calming? thing that you get is it is it more meditative for you what's it feel like
1: well when it's if somebody's performing Reiki I mean it's calming um and then you know so there's there're different parts of it sometimes they will use a pendulum to open and close chakras I'm not really into that so they say there's seven chakras if there's one closed they try to open the the chakra and you know I've I've just not experienced experienced that like other people have I'm not discounting it but I'm just saying I've not experienced the opening and closing of chakras like, like other people have claimed. But for me, it's, it's like a, a calming, a meditative, um, you know, it helps, you know, helps clear my mind um, and other people it helps clear their pain. Uh, you know, so, and whenever, if I perform Reiki, it's like, you know, a lot, of, most people claim that their that their pain is, um, their pain goes away or if they have certain pain, it goes away, or it's diminished for a period of time. So a lot of people will see a Reiki practitioner weekly or monthly, just like a just like a chiropractor or, or something like that, or a, or a masseuse. But um, but it's more for the energies. It's more for more for the spirit. But it also is supposed to work for um you know for the body as well.
0: Love it. I'm gonna have to check this out, man. Um, so you mentioned you mentioned also Jesus. So yes. um, what's your relationship like with? You know, we've talked about a God in kind of general terms, but not necessarily a Christian God. But you mentioned that you believe in Jesus and that he was the son of God. So, I mean, talk about your relationship with that figure in, you know, religious history.
1: Okay, so this is this is kind of like the weakest argument I have for this is that, um, well, usually, <laughs> so, um, you know, like, so a couple of things here. One is the history, you know, I, I kind of believe that, you know, if people— you know, multiple people. You know, I understand the Bible. There's going to be a lot of of um, controversy about who wrote what and when it was written. But to have so many people, you know, have different you know writings about Jesus, have different stories about Jesus, have different trails about Jesus, um, have a religion that's the largest religion on earth about Jesus, that tells me there's something there um, that other humans have discovered, um, and I was placed in a I was placed on, or I was born, whatever word you want to choose, you know, in a Christian country, around Christians. Um, so for nothing more than than those two reasons, I'm going to say, yeah, I believe this because um, that's where I am and that's what I see that other people have, have prescribed to. Um, and that's what the history seems to show, is that Jesus existed. You know, so I can't really go much farther than... You know, so I can't really discount, you know, Muslim or really can't discount, you know, um, the, the Mormons or anything that says Jesus came along farther um, than that. But that's what, um, you know, that's kind of what, what I believe with that. And that's why. Um, so I, because of that, and because I believe that, you know, people, you know, generally try to tell the truth and a group of people that confess to one thing. Um, you can believe it, kind of like a legal, kind of like the law. You know, if you have three or four people say he did it, you're going to go to jail if if they say that. So, it's kind of like every, you know everybody's pointing. You know, he did it. So I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to believe that. You know, so why not believe that Jesus was born of a virgin? I can, I can, I can believe that. Why not believe that? Um, you know, he was the Son of God. I can believe that. Um, but but not for any more reasons than than just history and. And other people's uh testimony there's not a mathematical there's not a scientific there's not you know any other more than more reason than that you know it is it probably more complex than than jesus was the son of god sent to earth probably it's way more complex than that but you know that's the best we have to go on right now so i'm just gonna you know that's why i've chosen to believe that and i could have my mind changed with other evidence or other testimonies or things like that
0: Have you ever been interested in starting your own podcast? Today's a great day to do that. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it'd be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over a 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. To start your own podcast and get a $20 Amazon gift card, follow the link in the show notes. This lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you and supports our show. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a that's a pretty common viewpoint of, you know, Jesus as a historical figure. I think where you're unique from what I've just, you know, just been talking to people is the son of God part. Um, that's the part where it's like, I don't know. You know, that seems a little bit far-fetched to, to me personally. I, I, it's just, but I can buy that he was a historical figure hmm. for sure and that he walked on the earth. The other stuff, I don't know.
1: I don't know either, but I'm just, like I said, I'm just believing it because, you know, that's what I, that's kind of what I see, you know? So if if somebody's got something yeah. different, you know, I watch all the Easter, Easter was just here. So I watched all the uh, Mary Magdalene stuff and all that. And I, I do believe that women should have had, had a much bigger role. And I believe she had a much bigger role than in uh, Jesus' life than anybody's saying. And I believe that probably a lot of tracks were destroyed around that in order to, to create something you know, to create a religion that somebody wanted to serve a certain purpose. So I believe we lost a lot sure. of things, but, yeah. you know, so you know, I do believe in the figures of, you know, you know, Mary, the mother, Mary Magdalene. And I believe that it's probably not told exactly the way it was supposed to be told. And, you know, therefore I really don't subscribe to, you know, believing the Bible as, you know, remotely as the word of God anywhere. Um, I think there could be certain things in there that are contained you know, I think the Bible may contain some of the concepts of God, but, you know, I don't see anywhere that, you know, it's the word of God.
0: So how do you come coming out of, you know, being a Christian and, and like you mentioned, being in, in some fundamentalist Baptist churches, what is your take on like the afterlife? What happens when you die? Like, is was that ever part of your struggle or was it kind of? All wrapped into well, that's, that's actually a bunch of questions. So let's start. Let's start with the the hard one, but the first one. You know what what happens? You know when you die. Now that you're you're starting to enlighten yourself,
1: I would hope that there's something after life. My wife believes that we come around multiple times, and you've been here before, and been here before, been here before. Um, she believes that. I believe if that's true, this is my first go around. I don't think I've had past lives are coming around again or coming around again. But that also might be because they always taught us, you know, in church that, you know, you got one shot, this is it. And it's all done. Um, but afterlife, I don't know what's going on in the afterlife. I would hope that I would hope there would be and you know, you know, now I could, I could tell you, you know, the, you know, what he's taught, there's a new heaven and a new earth. What's that mean? It's probably not necessarily what everybody thinks going to heaven, but, you know, a better earth somewhere you go to, or, you know, if you do good, you're going to be, you're going to be ruling one of the kingdoms of, you know, one of the solar systems, one of the planets, one of the kingdoms of God. I don't know. Um I've not gotten that far yet. So I would hope that there would be, this isn't it. I would hope, you know, we got more after this, either coming back again or going to a better place or doing something like that. Um, hell was a big one. They always, you know, they, they taught us that 97% of the people on earth were going to hell. 3% are going to. Wow. Hell. So that's what we were taught. And we were one of the 3%, obviously. So that's what we were taught. So 97% of the people going to die burn in hell forever and ever and ever. So you better get out and save them. And that never sat right with me It never sat right with me to go out and tell somebody, you know, they're going to hell. You better, you better get saved and all that. So that was been a struggle forever for me. That I didn't, you know, I, that that sat bad, poorly in my heart. And I felt like for a long time, you know, I'm an asshole for not doing this. But, you know, looking back now, it's at, it's it's set poorly in my heart for for a reason. So, um, so what's in the afterlife? I don't know. Is you know, you know, I, I, you know, like I said, I would I would just have hope that it's you know we continue and there's something going else with it. Um, but I don't know um
0: it's tough tough to tough to answer that question um but you know i i I think it's an interesting one especially for somebody that grew up christian uh like we did um was so that that percentage i have a
1: story about that actually
0: yeah go ahead go ahead
1: yeah before i go so years ago i used to cut grass for a name called maurice rawlings and Mm -hmm. he was a heart surgeon and he has a book and he he's one of the he's one of the ones that was You know, the the near death experiences where you have a near death experience. And so he was a heart surgeon. He'd have people people would die with their die, he'd bring them back, and they would have these experiences that he was told firsthand. So he was an atheist for a while and he became a Christian after these experiences. And I was I was the guy that cut his grass for a while in Chattanooga, Tennessee while I was going to school. Mm -hmm. So I was able to talk to him a bit and have find somebody with firsthand information of what they, what they witnessed. then he was 100% wholeheartedly believed that people would go to heaven or they would go to hell by his experience. So, you know, it's, um, he said, some people come back, you know, they, they were enlightened. They were happy. They saw their family. Some people come back and they said, I'm going to change my life. Hmm. And so that, that's kind of something that I still think about often is, you know, is his testimony to me about, about what he experienced.
0: Yeah. That's super interesting, especially when you have a doctor sure. that's that's saying you know something that right. definitive, and they deal with life and death every single day. It's fascinating. Part of me thinks like that's just got to be your neurons firing weirdly with your memory and your brain, and it's, it's like that's the skeptical part of me. It always goes back to like, okay, well, how do you explain that situation where people are quote unquote you know seeing the light or you know going back and seeing mistakes that they made and they say, yeah, I'm I'm coming back if, if I do it. But then at the same time, like you're, some of that is just unexplainable the way that people are experiencing, not having a heartbeat for X amount of time. Like it's just, it's fascinating to me.
1: Yeah. Uh, So then, you know, it's really, you know, it's really interesting. And I've heard other scientists talk about, well, you could do experiments in the, in the hospital room, you could put things You know, like on top of cabinets, if people really raised up out of the body, they should be able to tell you what's on top of the cabinet. So I don't know, you know, I don't know about that. I've not, you know, I've not experienced it, but it's, you know, it's interesting. And like, you know, you know, I would be hopeful that there's something, you know, more and something better when we're done, you know.
0: Yeah. That so, would be, that would be ideal. I'd like to play golf every day if I could, that would be, that would be my heaven. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so you mentioned uh, a couple of times your wife and and how she's been able to kind of help you through this journey. If you're comfortable with it, I'd like to talk about her for a, a, a couple of minutes here. Um, I mean, what talk about like when you first met to where you are now, I mean, what was that journey like? It's cause it sounds like she was you know, like you said, helping you deal with these sorts of questions and like, how do you answer the unexplainable? So talk about like what that whole experience was like.
1: Okay. So we were, you know, she was way more lost than she is now. I, I am all, I was also, but she, um, she came from a Catholic church, but she didn't go to church every, every Sunday. She went to a Catholic school for a bit. Um, so she was, you know, brought up Catholic. Um, but she believed, you know, in a lot more, you know, she would, you know, wasn't like hardcore Catholic, you know, it was kind of more liberal Catholic. So she was open to a lot more um, different possibilities, open to, um, you know, open to things that I wasn't open to. You know, she had a spell book somewhere in her house. I know a Catholic wouldn't approve of that, but, you know, she'd have a spell book in, her, in the house. I made her, I made her remove it from the house before I would go into the house. Wow. It wouldn't bother me now, but back then that's how, that's how crazy it was. So. We we took a few things like that out of the house, and she was accommodating. But over you know over the period of time, we've both grown, and you know so a lot of it you know she's gotten me to to step out of my bounds a lot of times. You know do you, you know one of the one of the first things that was kind of out of my bounds wasn't even that long ago, probably ten years ago maybe was making uh, uh, mala beads like the prayer necklace. They have, uh, yeah, so the, so we went to a yoga studio and made the Malabies. That was a big step for me. Now it's, you know, I've got tons of them. I'll wear them. It's not a big, but that was a big step for me at that time because I was so afraid of anything that was not, that was out, out of the realm of, um, you know, of what I was taught because I was, you know, I was taught that, you know, that's a gateway for demons to come into your life and, you know, don't mess around with that stuff. So I just never did. But looking now it's not, you know, it's really not like that at all. It's, it's totally different than what they've told me. So, you know, I'm, I'm able to go and make mala beads. I'm able to go for sound healing. I'm able to go, you know, you know, if there's a shaman somewhere to let them do whatever they're going to do, whatever rituals, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. There's not going to be, you know, I've gotten over the fear of like, you know, I'm going to open a gateway for demons to come into my life and, and take, take my life over, you know, but cause that's what you were taught. And you were taught out of that. I think a lot of it was control because if you're not experiencing anything else, you're going to be stuck in that church and believe in what they believe. And that's that. So, you know, along the way, you know, she started doing the Reiki years before I did. And then, you know, I noticed, uh, you know, I noticed a, um, I noticed a change in her and I noticed that it was helping her. So I decided to try it. So, um, you know, I followed, you know, followed her lead on a lot of these things and they've all worked out. You know, that's awesome. Good.
0: I think uh, our wives no. sound, sound similar. My wife was never really like super into the church, but she was a part of the Catholic church, you know, later on in life. Um, and she would go with her family every now and then. But she's the same way where she's she was way open to experiences that you're talking about than I ever was. And I'm starting to get a little bit more comfortable. With it. I'm still like such a skeptic about like everything where it's like, it's hard for me to completely buy in. But like you said if if you see the results of somebody doing these practices and they're having pot like who like great like let's let's try it I think that's more where I'm at now of like opening myself up to these experiences versus like ah, that's bullshit like that doesn't make any sense um was there
1: yeah, and what what's a hurt yeah
0: right exactly exactly yeah. um so, what yeah. is what's something that I guess is there anything that she's helped you think about in a different way in regards to like specifically being a Christian? Like, were there any tough conversations that you guys had?
1: Well, as far as not really being a Christian, because she believes just like I believe that she believes in Jesus, she believes Jesus was the Son of God. Um, so you know, all that is is pretty clear. But you know, one thing was that you know. For a while the you know believe the I believe everything like you know abortion should be illegal and she got me thinking about well abortion's a sad a sad thing and nobody should have to go through that but battling that on a on a legal front you know it's it, with religion is is not the right way to do it yeah. and she's like you know if somebody really wanted to help a woman out well you put her up in her house and you let her have the you let her have the child and you do you pay for her you pay for her child so how many people jump up for that they're not jumping up for that so you know, our our society's in such a, you know, poor position, um, that, you know, unfortunately we have to I think we have to have the legality of abortion, but you know, if somebody wants to fight it, I think they're fighting it the wrong way. And so sure. she's kind of brought me down that path that yeah, you know what, that's you know, why don't we just think about things a different way? You know, that's a sad thing. You know, it's a terrible thing for for anybody to go through and nobody wants to go through it and nobody wants to go through it for birth control and it's just terrible. it's a, it's a terrible plight that, that a lot of women are in. So she's helped me look at that. um, Helped me look at a woman's point of view for life and what, you know, what life's like in America and for what the religion life is for, for women, especially, you know, in some other cultures um, where the, the man is more domineering. Um, So, you know, that's really helped out with that. Um, That's awesome. Helped out me understand, you know, the, yeah. So like, you know, the, you know, I've never liked this. My my previous wife always wanted me to tell. She always wanted me to tell her what to do because the man is the head of the house. I'm like, I'm not telling you what to do. That's your job. To tell yourself what to do. I never like telling somebody, you do this, you do this, you do this. I don't want to be, I don't want to be my wife's boss. I want her to do what she wants to do, and I'll support her with it. So she didn't like that because, I don't think she wanted the the responsibility of, of having her own life and having her own decisions. So with my wife now, you know, it, it's. She does what she wants to do, but she's always 100%, 100% respectful for me. Thinks about my feelings, you know, puts my feelings ahead of hers most of the time. And it works out that, you know, if we change the language just a little bit or interpret it a little bit different, yeah, you know, you know, am I, you know, you know, am I her Lord? Well, I don't, I don't tell her what to do, whatever, but you know, she does everything for me to make, you know, to make my life better and thinks about my feelings first. So in that way, yes, but, um, but not in a, not in kind of in a Muslim sense where, you know, I'm the boss, I tell you what to do and you serve me and you do exactly what I say. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, our relationship has kind of gave me a new perspective on, you know, maybe how, you know, how the, um, you know, how a Christian's relationship more should be rather than, rather than, um, what we're taught a lot of times that, you know, the man's ahead of the house, you, you submit to the man and, and the man tells you this and that and, and does it. But, you know, in our relationship, you know, she supports what I do, I support what she does, but we don't tell each other what to do. If she thinks I'm doing something stupid, she'll surely tell me I think you're doing something stupid. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, and but you know, it's not it's not a you know, it's not one of those things where, you know, you, you know, you're the woman, I'm not gonna listen, but you now she'll stay on me until she thinks I'm making the right decision. So and I do the same thing for her. If I think she's going to do something stupid, I tell you that's stupid. Don't do that. But, um, a little bit different relationship and, and this works better, much better than, than the, for me anyway, than, than trying to rule over somebody like it was taught in the, you know, in a fundamental Christian type, you know, type upbringing.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And you know, just that, that equality and, you know, like my wife and I think we do a good job of that as well. Um, where you know sometimes it feels like she's telling me that I'm being the stupid one, and usually she's right about it. But we'll we'll say for the sake of this show that it's a little bit more balanced than that. Um, wh- so yeah. for for you, I mean, you've I mean, just hearing about your story, kind of condensed into where we at, like forty five minutes or so thus far. I mean, if you were to look at yourself from the eyes of like you as a twenty year old or an eighteen year old, would would that person? recognize who you are today
1: no way no way, way. i would There would, i was no way not even physically you know back then i was 20 years old i was skinny 155 pounds haircut buzzed you know now i have you can't see it now but you know i've got got the ponytail going rocking it um yeah so you know it's a whole different whole different look um you know, my, you know, my wife, um, you know, they have, you know, cannabis is legal here. I really don't partake, but she likes, she likes it and she'll partake with it. Um, and, you know, and, and she's all, you know, all of her friends are, you know, you know, they're all, they call them themselves canna moms because they're moms and they, they have cannabis and stuff. So, love it. but if you had told me that, and then, you know, Connecticut, I would never, you know, I always hated the Northeast when I was 20 years old, I always wanted to go South. So if you told me that I would be, I would be, you know, a long hair construction business with, uh, you know, with a, a wife from New England, you know, with long hair, and and have a Reiki, you know, have a have, you know, have a Reiki certificate and and doing all this stuff. And there's no way, there's no way I would ever thought that would be my life. So it's totally different. Also, I hated school. I was just going to get my bachelor's degree because my mom wanted it. And then, you know, years later after I met my my you know my wife now. You know, she encouraged me to go back and, and continue school. Then I, I picked it up again. I liked it. So I worked through, you know, since geez, over ten years, over the last ten years, over last year, over the last two years I've been done, but for ten years I was finished up a bachelor's degree, a master's degree, and a doctorate degree, which I thought I would never want to go back to school ever again. You know, so all of these things that I was seeing, you know, and I thought I would be, you know, I thought I, you know, when I was twenty, I kinda of pictured myself you know, on a raised ranch with a, you know, you know, with three kids and a wife living, you know, out in the country somewhere. And it just, nothing, nothing like I expected or, or thought myself would be today. Mm-hmm. Totally different.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's a testament so. to you just to being open to, to new things and, and wanting to just, I mean, to me, it just sounds like you're just looking for happiness and, and you're just open to trying to find it in any way that you can while still, you know, asking questions and being skeptical along the way.
1: Yeah. That sounds pretty fair. That's um, basically what's going on. Trying to find, find, trying to find truth along the way a bit.
0: Yeah. So can yeah. Find it. Yeah. For sure. Which I think is respectable yeah. and commendable that, you know, you actually put forth the, the effort. Like, cause I think a lot of people now, that's why I started this. Some of the reasons is like, we don't I, like, I started to think about it and I was like, who do I talk to about this? Cause like, I'm not going to talk to somebody about God on the golf course. I'm not going to talk to somebody about God at a bar. It's kind of like politics where you just like, it's, it's, you, without having the barrier of an interviewer, it's hard to not start to debate someone. Um, and so it's cool that you're continuing to, to go on that journey to figure out like, what is your truth and, and how do you continue to be happy? Um, the a couple more questions here for you, Eric, and then uh, I'll let you, let you get out of here. I know I've kept you for a minute. Um, what, uh, what questions are you, like, is there anything that's still, that you're still, even, even from like a child and thinking about, you know, going to church, like, is there anything that's still up in your head of like, I don't understand this or I want to figure out how, what X is moving forward. Cause you've we've, we've talked a lot about the questions that people usually have, but is there anything else that you are curious about that you want to try to find out more?
1: Yeah. almost almost everything that exists. I want to find, find out more about, um, you know, cause like I said, we don't, we don't know, you know, we don't know what's going on in the future. You know, what's, you know, what's really happened in the past, you know, so basically I probably the, the biggest thing I would be looking for now is how, how, how should I be living my life now? And what should I be doing now to, to give myself the best life? um, Give my family the best life um, because that's confusing still, you know, cause you have, you know, you have what makes the money and then you have what your aspirations are and and they don't usually cross paths. So, you know. Would I, you know, maybe I, I could imagine that if you could get paid a few hundred thousand dollars a year to run this podcast, that you'd be all in, jumping up and down to do that right off the bat, you know? So I, it'd be, it'd be great, you know, like, you know, if you could turn into Joe Rogan or something, or even a tenth of Joe Rogan, you know, that would be, you know, you, you, it'd be a, you know, it'd be like a satisfying life because you're doing what you love. I don't know what you do on the side, but, you know, what I do on the side, I don't love, Um, you know, what I do it's is you know is work and it's not love and I'd like to do something that I would love so I'd like to figure that out you know I'd like to figure out you know some people figured out you know how to how to do that and some people have not and with social media you see a lot of that now but you don't know exactly what's true or not and what is you know what is a front and what's real right. so you know yeah what I like to find out I'd like to find out what to do now you know how to live my life now to make it you know, to make the future better and to make the better, you know, make now better too. And, you know, what to pursue, you know, what to look for. Cause you can, you can give so much, or you could give, you could, you you could go be a monk, but is that going to, is that the right thing for you? Or you, or you could, you know, just go work your life away and make millions of dollars. Is that the right thing? Um, You know, how, how do you balance everything out? Um, You know, so that's difficult. I know it's not really necessarily a religious thing, but it goes along with that because, You know how, to, how do you find that you know you have to you have to have some type of beliefs that you know it's you know it's available and that's you know that's in your path to to let that happen um you know I don't think we're i don't think we're destined from you know from you know I don't think I'm, like a Calvinist believes that they're destined you know you're already you're already a sheep or a goat you're already going to heaven you're not going to heaven it. it's already predetermined and they believe some someone believe that your life is kind of predetermined I don't believe that at all. I believe that, you know, you're, you, what you produce in this life is up to you. You know, I think that, you know, the, the cards you're dealt, um, are the cards you're dealt and you got to work with them. But, you know, a poker player can win, you know, can work, win on a, on a two seven, if they play the cards right, you know, and you can lose on, on two aces if you, if you play your cards wrong. So I think it's, you know, a lot about how you live your life, um, along with the cards you're dealt. So, Trying to figure that out is important to me. Um, I don't think I'm ever going to figure out um, what the afterlife is or I'm going to figure out exactly what's happened in the past. So I'm kind of happy with where I am now, uh, you know, regarding that. As far as religion, you know, I'd be open to learn, you know, to learn more, but I just don't know where else to find truth at this point because everybody has their own agendas. Yeah, um, that's true. can believe the truth is other than... You know, so I've I've been learning to to try and trust my gut more. You know, one thing that was terrible that they they taught you that they taught us in church was that your conscience can lie to you. Mm. They would teach you that because they would teach you that because, in my opinion, it was control. Because if you said this doesn't feel right, so your conscious lying to you, then they don't have control again. Um, so I'm believing, you know, I believe that, you know, our conscious should. You know, for most of us tell us the truth and we got to try to align with that conscience to make it, you know, you know, to find the right ways to go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, yeah, yeah that's, that's a big one to head to not listen to your conscience. Wow. Um, yeah, that just makes me sad, honestly. Um, yeah. well, last question here for you, Eric. Um, this is my wife's question. As I've said before, what didn't we talk about today? that you wanted to, that, that maybe I just didn't ask you about?
1: Oh, I'm, I'm not sure, but you know, um, dreams, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm kind of weird on dreams. Um, one time I had a dream, um, that God took me into the universe, pulled me into, this is, you know, it sits with me pretty hard. They pulled me into the universe, showed me all the mathematical formulas of how everything worked. And then he said, I'm going to let you know that you knew what the formulas were but I'm not going to let you remember the formulas. Wow. Then I woke up and you know, I'm trying to remember what these formulas were of how everything was worked, but everything was balanced a certain way and there were formulas and I understood it. And, but it was, it was nice to have that feeling that, um, you know, that was understood. And so, you know, I've had other dreams in the past that, you know, you know, that, you know, a dream and, you know, it's like, you know the Bible. They have dreams, and certain things come true, or you you read them. I've had certain dreams, and after the dreams, you know the, the certain things happened that were in the dream, and you know it's happened in the past quite a bit. And then I even named my uh, eBay store like 20 years ago, prophetic dream, because that was it was kind of a common thing, you know, to be able to to figure things out by a dream. You know, it doesn't happen like it used to, but for a period of time, you know, with a dream was was kind of like a message that I was getting or seemed to be getting. And I kind of believe that's, you know, from God or from a higher space. And it's just not, I don't think it's just my, um, and some of it, I don't think, you know, obviously we have dreams, whatever, but I feel, I felt like some of that was kind of message towards me, um, to help me along with my path. I think I'm beyond, maybe I'm beyond that and I don't need that anymore. But, um, that was one kind of, uh, you know, weird thing that, that kind of, threw me down this direction where we a period of dreams that especially one like that, that, you know, that kind of showed, um, there's more out there than, than we know.
0: Yeah. Or even just the so, fact that like, Hey, Hey Eric, like I'm God, these are the formulas. Like maybe you'll figure out. Maybe you won't, but like here they are. Take a, take a screenshot, but you're going to forget them all. But just know that I'm here and know that these exist and like, maybe it'll help you along the way. It's like a, more of that comforting sort yeah, of like, Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, well again, Eric, thank you so much for first of all, listening to the show. Second of all, for reaching out and third of all, for opening yourself up to having this type of conversation, uh, means a lot to me. I found it fascinating and intriguing. Um, and hopefully, you know, other people will as well, but I just thank you so much for, for sticking with me and, uh, getting this thing done
1: yeah it was fun i yeah, I enjoy your podcast and I hope a lot more people listen to it, but I think it's a lot of people a lot of things that people struggle with that you you never talk about
0: exactly so exactly it's right. A,
1: it's definitely a great platform yeah
0: yeah well, I appreciate it i again so, means means the world um well, all the best to you and and your wife um and your daughter who you said is in Arizona. is she going to school?
1: yeah, I have one daughter in Arizona um she's out there with um with her boyfriend. One of my daughters lives with me and one of them is um in Georgia. Uh, awesome, near the mother and grandmother. So
0: Spread out all over. So, so any you got one in, in most time spread zones. Spread out then. all over,
1: yep. <laughs> yeah, that's it.
0: <laughs> awesome, Eric. Well have a great rest of the day. Thanks again for talking and uh, hopefully we'll Forget catch that.
1: up soon. Okay, thanks. And we'll talk to you later.
0: If you like this episode or any of our other episodes. Please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us out. Make sure to also check out our website, findingmyreligionpod.com. We have some cool videos on there, some cool clips. You can buy some merchandise. And as always, thanks for listening.